Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, and Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. I'm a sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker, and this is season four, episode nine, and today, today we have with us none other than the teacher table czar. I dig it. I dig it. We have Don uh, Strum with us, and Don, if you want to give a brief intro, a little background about you, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, again, my name is Don Sturm, and I am a technology integration specialist for a uh, for Morton School Districts, which is in the smack dead center of Illinois. Uh, was a high school social studies teacher for 23 years, and now that just finished my sixth year of this tech integration gig. So I'm. I'm I, Thank you. I'm, I say I'm in the twilight of my career at this point. So I'm uh, next year starts year thirty. Nice. I know I look young. He does. For those of you, yeah, way for those of you getting the podcast, super young. For you getting the yeah. video, comments below. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank. And you. I too am ever. I like. I am fixated on education. Like I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. I vox about it. I tweet about it. I Facebook about it. And um, I just love it. That's, that is definitely the kind of person that I sort of flock to. Like I am, I'm all in, I'm all in on education. I'm all in on PD. I love to learn. I love to grow. I love to try new things. Uh, And so Don, you'd be, you'd be somebody I would love to, to just be at the same building with same district with, but one of the nice things here, you know, like with, like you said, with Voxer and Twitter and, you know, YouTube, it's amazing how, how close we can be, you know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of both of our careers, these things weren't a thing. So, you know, it really was who is in your building. <laughs> well, and I mean, I've talked about that a lot with, I get made, I mean, I say get made fun of, <laughs> but a lot of my friends are not quite as passionate about it doesn't mean they're not good teachers they're just not as passionate about it and they will say oh yeah are you voxering today and you know on and on and i'm like but you have to remember when i started teaching in 91 i was the only social studies teacher in the building so everything i did was just whatever your noodle could come up with but exactly it was just out of my head and now it's it's almost overload sometimes yeah I mean, it's just like a fire hose sometimes coming at you, but then the skill becomes discerning what is, what is good, what's not so good, what can I do, what am I skilled at, what do I need to get better at, so. I I love it. So, to let everybody in on this, so today's chat, Don being, you know, six years into this sort of tech integration specialist role, he uh, he was on teachers' table chit chatting, you know, in the chat, and he really shared that this this whole time, this coronavirus time, really pushed us all forward a little bit on technology, whether we were ready or not, whether you're an early adopter or not. Now, like all the excuses over, like you have to, you have to on some level, and I'm sure there's yeah. lots of negative stories here, but I thought like. Let's chat about some of the things that worked. What were the well-played moves 
into sort of that digital space, whether that's procedures, whether that's like just thinking through how to lay out an online course, whether that's some tech tools that they, you know, you know, rose to the surface and really like saved the day. That's sort of what this show is about today. And uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to get started. So uh, I have been just like that. I mean, like I was not an online teacher at all. And in fact, you know, I like everybody, I wasn't necessarily ready for this. No one was. But uh, yeah. Don, Don, what have you seen in your district? You know, what what's what are you thinking? I, oh, gosh. <laughs> you let the genie out of the bottle. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, thinking all kinds of things. Like when we are, are set up at our school, it, we're one-to-one iPads. We have about 3,500 students. Five through 12 take them home. Pre-K through four did not. Well, I mean, it literally started off where my boss called me and said, can we send K to four iPads home? And, I, you know, my initial reaction is yes. But then I have to go back and I because I'm also I'm that I walk this line between tech and curriculum. Sure. And so I went and I'm like, nope, we've got the filter on it. We've got, you know, I kind of checked. And then it was sending iPads home with everybody. So when you talk about well-played, the pre-K through fourth grade teachers who never had to think about their kids having iPads at home, now everything is about iPads at home. And so it, it just to see those teachers who probably now would step back and say, boy, I wish I wouldn't have done this. I wish I wouldn't have done this. I wish I, uh, uh, probably a lot of wishes that they wouldn't have done things. I was very proud of them for just not, they didn't complain about it. I mean, maybe they did to their spouses and partners and kids, but to the collective group, it wasn't like, we can't do this. Our kids don't have iPads. We're not going to, I mean, they just stepped up and started. Yeah, You have to start to get, you have to start to get some point that you can now compare and say, okay, what did I do that I didn't like? What did I do that I liked? 100%. Like if there was something in the genes, in the DNA of teachers that I wish I could sort of change, it is, I think we beat ourselves up. Like we, we are perfection oriented on, yeah. in terms of ourselves. I think we're super compassionate about everybody else's educational journey, but our own. Like we, we want to roll out the perfect thing. I get it all the time with gamification. Like, well, I don't want to start because I'm not certain if I have it right. And it's like the best way to learn is, is the iterative process. Put out whatever game you have. Hey, yep. Like I put some tech tools in place that I'm not going to use again. Like, and, or procedures that I put in place that didn't actually work in an online class that, yep, wish I did that differently. But now I know. And the reality is we're probably going to have to use some of those things coming up. So the more you can kind of almost get things out there in, in a ready to ship state, right? Like I'm not saying put out something that's terrible, but get yeah. it out, get it out the door and then learn from that. I a hundred percent agree. Well, and it's that whole, um, so we are an Apple iPad district, but we're also a Google district. And I think about the experiences of those two companies and the philosophies we for so long had been the Apple philosophy. We are going to put out a finished product. It's going to be perfect when mm -hmm. we put it out. Google, nope, we're going to get it to an 80% level. Yep. And then we're going to throw it out there and we're going to let the people, 
the consumers help us craft that remaining 20%. And I think, I, I think there's a point for both of those. I mean, I think, I think we tended to be more Google during this Corona thing because we had to, it was right. I'm like, I, you know, I think, and then you talk grade level, you know, it, I, I can see where a kindergarten teacher likes things to be a little bit more polished because the parents are the ones that are really, I don't mean doing the work in a negative way, but they're, no, but they're definitely the seeing it. They're seeing everything. Exactly. They're, I mean, they're helping the kid. And so the parents feel like, you know, so much of the community, well, let me pause for a second. The well-played from the community, I think was a big part of this. They let our teachers do some things that I know probably in private, they were, you know, their hands were shaking. They were frustrated at times, but they didn't jump out onto Facebook with all of these mean, nasty comments about, Oh my gosh, did you know that the teacher did this? They just, they let the teachers do that. And so I think they had a lot of moments where probably way more than their comfort level really <laughs> wanted that, you know, like their comfort level was definitely stressed, but they let some of those things play out. Yeah. So in, I guess in your district, you know, speaking of parents and teachers, you know, what, what was one of the ones you saw was a good move? Again, it could be procedure, could be like policy, could be, you know, an app or a tool. What, what was something that you were like that? That was awesome. That was a game. Um, I would say a couple of things. One is seesaw. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with seesaw, but My I'm telling you, it, it every day. It, it it doesn't get. I, I I don't even know what to say about it. And yes, I'm an ambassador. I don't get paid by them. I don't, but it, it's fabulous. And the fact that we went to the school version, the paid version, it, it was just a game changer. For teachers, um, and I would say earlier elementary teachers, mm-hmm. but it, it was just a game changer because they could see even teachers who had resisted. Because I do a lot of PD for the district, and we have a lot of we'll resistance. Well, you know. say resistance. Yeah, they don't. You know, they sometimes they don't do the PD because they don't have time. Sometimes it's just it. it they just don't care about it. Other times it's, nope, I'm not going to do this. I don't like online learning. I don't like kids in front of screen, you know, whatever the reason. But when we went to this paid version of Seesaw and they could see what kid, like it's all in one spot. And on an iPad, Seesaw is even better because you're writing. I mean, you just, even if you don't have an Apple pencil, you use your finger. One of those got a finger on it it's not like they're using the trackpad on a chromebook or whatever and so i think seesaw was huge for us uh and quite honestly Flipgrid. i saw so many people that i did a i did two one hour uh pre before we went officially to distance learning um again i was I, because i'm an old hat in the district my boss said make this happen so all right, let's just, I put together nine or 10 one-hour PDs the week before we were officially e-learning. 
And I thought I'm going to do two of them on Flipgrid and the people that continued their morning circles with Flipgrid, mm-hmm. like that time when they were connecting with kids and it was like, Oh, I, I told them you can use Flipgrid for that. And they use Flipgrid every single day for nine weeks. Um, for that one thing they didn't, you know, it wasn't like they were using Flipgrid for everything. It was that one thing, high school teachers that would put articles out for kids to read and then, okay, let's have a flip grid discussion. I, I mean, it was just, so I would say those two things are what I step back and go, wow. I mean, they just did a nice job with those. And now my job is to keep that momentum going. Sure. Okay. So how do you use, how do you use flip grid when you're in class? How do you use flip grid, uh, you know, seesaw now just all the time, with your students and not just because you had to. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's probably a whole nother show with you, Don is like the re (laughs) the re-entry process. Like when we do ever return to normal and all that other stuff, how are we going to maintain some of those things? Some of them might get shed, but you know what, what gets retained and, and why retain it? Uh, I have to say seesaw, like I said, I don't use it for my classroom, but I will say, <clears throat> moving into this we had so it, all of the lockdown stuff happened while we were on spring break so i i uh, very fortunately had about a week to figure this out before i went live with students and seesaw was one of the things i tested and i i really loved it but i was <laughs> i was nervous because I, it would be a major shift from what i do and i was so nervous about my students like the process being too jarring because the way I use my I use Google uh, sites and I like okay. put, I put my like lesson plans there they can always like get everything there they can see you know if we do a presentation or if we use an app or something there everything's there the links are there everything's there and I was like seesaw could do all of that and probably better right but it was one of those things like I don't know if I should like fully switch how my class works and actually at the beginning too we weren't certain if we were going back to school. So it was like, this might only be for a month. Yeah. So it's like, do, is that really fair to like now use this whole other system from what we've been using to then like go back to the like website when we come back? Oh, we're not coming back. But tooling around in that software, like, holy cow, there is a ton. And I don't care what grade level you are. So if you're listening to this right that. now yep. and, you know, Don said like, you know, my first through like fourth grade or whatever used it like. Oh my goodness, there's just a million things. And if you want flexibility, right? If you want to be able to like come up with a different activity, I think it's so awesome because there's just so many tools built into this one tool. Does that make it perfect iteration of those tools? Like, no, maybe some outside tools would be better for that one specific task. But the fact that this one tool has so many things from, you know, like quizzes to to like you said drawing sort of things to just great organization great communication tool students can yeah. interact with you really easily in there um you can have your classes so online organizations huge i think if we're going to go to online teaching more often and it just did an amazing job so you know i couldn't agree more with don on that one well and i always struggle i mean we used it k to four predominantly our district has not at this point said you have to use this system i mean they purchased seesaw so that's a pretty big idea that you probably should use seesaw but i would highly recommend 
if you are in high school, don't just discount Seesaw because it it does look like that's sometimes the complaint. Well, it kind of looks a little bit elementary, but it's it is great. I mean, I know there are some college professors that have started messing around with it because it is uh, because of all the features. So and, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, I I think sometimes I think a thing that I w- did that was well played, and that's hard to do sometimes, is to, sure. s- to look at yourself and say it. It was, um, I am, like, I've been described as I'm a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm a fire hose. I, and so I really, I am conscious of that. And I love that all these companies stepped up and offered these free you know, here's our service that normally costs $18,000, but it's free. Mm-hmm. And I could have just had a list of every one of them. Hey, try this, try this, try this, try this. And I decided that, okay, wait a second. That's, this is not the way to go because of what you, it made me think about it when you said seesaw, like now is not the time to just start willy nilly experimenting with all kinds of things that you've never even done before if you are a worksheet type of teacher that doesn't really have kids create if you get if you say hey let's use buncee and i love buncee but if we throw buncee out to them the parents are gonna that's what that's when parents are gonna start saying wait a second my kids never used this before we've never done this type of activity before and so i i think i always had a list hidden on the google site i built for teachers i had it there like hey here are some additional resources but i never push it's like use what you've been using if you want to brown chat a little bit let me know and let's see how we can throw something else in there to do something that you're trying to do yeah so my my advice to teachers if and i take it for what it's worth i am i am i'm just a sixth grade teacher you know i don't do tech integration so maybe this isn't the right advice so there's my disclaimer, but for, for me, like the sort of philosophy on trying some of this stuff, both in Corona and not in Corona is I, I like change. I like to try that new thing where I take greater pause is things that I think are close to sort of the spinal cord of my classroom. And so for Seesaw, that's why I sort of pause because it's like, oh my gosh, this, this is going to be like the central point. And I already have a central point that they're used to. So I want to make sure everybody hears that like Don and I are excited to like dig in and try other tools when it's, when it's sort of that side thing. So his example of yeah. Flipgrid, you know, like, yeah, maybe I'll use that for my advising. Like, cause that's not, that's not touching the spinal cord. That's an offshoot. Like that's an appendage. So I can say, go out here and try this. But like, like anything that comes close. So that's why like grading, when people are moving to standard-based grading and they're not used to like that, that's a hot button issue because it's close to that spinal cord. Yeah. I love that analogy. I, I'm going to, I'll make sure I give you credit when I say it in my PDs now. But yeah, I love that because I remember pre-corona, maybe a couple of years ago when, when Flipgrid became free, um, and I was really pushing it. it. I had a teacher that said, my kids hate it. They just, they don't like it. They, and, and gave a bunch of reasons why. And in the back of my head, I was like, you know, 
it's really because the culture of the classroom that this teacher had created doesn't mesh well. Sure. With, and so I've started kind of saying that, that look, before you just jump into, let's say, Flipgrid, you have to have a philosophy of student agency in your classroom. If you don't, you're going to probably be using Flipgrid to just, they're not going to react to each other. If all you're going to do is have kids go on camera and give a reaction to something, and then they're not going to react to each other, I don't know that I'd use Flipgrid. It's sure. the, the important thing there is you as a teacher kind of shut up, throw out what you want them to do, and then you let the kids interact um, with each other. And, and so I don't know, I, I just think, I think we did a nice job of not dealing with a whole bunch of new tools during this time period, because I think that would have, like I said, I think that's the thing that would have set the public off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parents is what in the world, this is just ridiculous how much stuff. And there was still some complaints over that, you know? Yeah. Um, But some of that was the kids, the parents were starting to get involved in the kids' education like they had never gotten involved before. The kids might have known how to do it. It just looked confusing to the parents. So I think there was some of that um, as well. I will say, so so, something I'm going to share out, a tool I like a lot in, in Corona had become free is a tool called Loom. And oh, love I, it. I, I used that both for, well, so let me back up for those that don't know it on the podcast here. Loom is like a screen recording app, but I, I feel like it's got just a boatload of other little features you didn't know you needed in a screen recording app um, that help you share that. You can embed them very easily. I mean, it's got like a click of a button into your email. So I use it a lot of times, even pre-corona to answer parent questions so like a parent emails me and it's like i could spend like a half an hour making sure i write it all up and make sure there's no spelling errors make sure it looks clean make sure it makes sense or i can literally flip on loom have it record me if it's a tech issue i can literally like record the screen as well me on the screen whatever you want to do and instantly sort of put that in the video and or in the email and it's so nice because I, I would really argue for all of us to try to move towards that a little more. One, uh, it actually takes less time. I swear to you, it takes less no, time. Oh, it does. Right in the email. <laughs> it's more helpful, actually, right? Because we are, most of us are that sort of visual learner. Like for me to like read through your technical directions, Don, of how to like do something. If I had a student in your district and, you know, said, hey, I don't get how to use Flipgrid, for you to type out for how. I should use Flipgrid. Oh my gosh. It would be a huge task on you. It'd be a huge task on me as a parent to read through that and make sense of it. And if Don missed one single step, the whole process the whole process falls apart. It's like I don't see that button. That button's not there. Oh, Don made a mistake. Didn't tell me about some pre thing before the button appears. Now I'm lost. Where seeing it like, okay, he clicked here, then he clicked there, and oh, now it's working and now I just record my video. I get it. All right, sweet. I'm gonna have my daughter sign on to Flipgrid now and do that, right? Uh, And then I used it also for students. Anytime I would try a new tool or technique that I felt like they needed a little extra walkthrough, it's just that same principle of like flip teaching. I put together like a two minute, hey, here's how you log in and we're gonna click these little buttons here and this is what they do, you know, have fun, here's the assignment, you know? And that has been so helpful to like lower the amount of, emails I get from 
students, which helps me, you know, as a teacher, be as effective as I can be. And with a simple response back to students when they're like, hey, I don't get how to use the software. I say, did you check out the tutorial video and throw the link in? And I said, if you still have any problems, just contact me. And I don't like I don't hear from them again because they watched like they, they didn't notice that there was a video there. And now they watched it. And so my workload kind of went down and that allowed me to, to explore new tools, figure out how to integrate them. Right. Like, but if yep. you're just triaging like other people's problems all the time, you have no growth time for yourself. Oh, you, it's funny when you ended with triage, that was like the first two weeks for of me. Of course, of course. I mean, my role? email was, my email was like a ticker tape. I mean, it was just, and I could, and that's where loom I don't remember who I heard it from. It was on Twitter. Somebody was like, hey, try Loom. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You can just to add a couple of things. I mean, you can put folders together within your Loom account that then you can direct kind of like a YouTube playlist. Hey, here's this folder. Share it out. And then every video that's in that folder is shared. Yep. And as, as an iOS district, one of the problems, you know, we don't because we're public school we can't go out and buy the top of the line ipad pro with you know one terabyte of storage we're buying ones with 16 and 32 gig and video just eats that up when you record on loom it doesn't record it it doesn't take up the device storage i mean as soon as i saw that i'm like okay this huge gain right there this is you know like ah, i mean this is like perfect uh and so as a teacher, you know, anybody that wants to check out Loom, the other thing you can do is you can add like a call to action button. So after they watch oh, the video, yeah. like at the end of the video, up comes the link, right? Or the, this button. So if you're even going to use it as like a lesson plan or as a launch to an activity or a launch to a project. So maybe you go through the project directions and then you want them to like go check out the rubric or something like whoop, yep. like the button can be right there. So kids don't have to be like, well, now I have to go back to his website and click the rubric button. Like it's all right there. I absolutely love it. Love it. And loom. I'm going to give loom some credit here as I think they deserve it. And just as Don did, I, I am not an ambassador of loom. I don't get any, any paid kickback here, but I, I absolutely love this software. And loom made a huge, huge switch here. Just like a lot of people said, Hey, during COVID, you can kind of, teachers you can get the sort of pro account or whatever but then they also put in their literature when this all goes away they are making loom pro account free for teachers forever yeah, right. which to me as a teacher i like change i like growth you guys know that from the show but i also like stability like if i'm going to invest in a platform i don't want to be like oh man i fell in love with loom during this covid time oh and now it's you know 20 bucks a month you know, my district's not going to pay 240 bucks so I can send emails to, you know, parents video wise. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and I deal with it. Yeah. To know I, that, I, I would that, that, that that's there to know that like, hey, if you lean into this platform, teachers, that platform's there for you. They're going to make it free for educators. Yeah. Loom is fabulous. Um, nice. It's one of those. Yeah. That's why when we were on teacher's table and you mentioned something about uh i mean just the timing of it was funny you're like oh i'm gonna share in a little bit i'm gonna share the tool i had typed in the chat oh try loom yeah. and then when you said loom i'm like perfect that's Boom. um yeah so it's, it's it's great it is it is a great tool well don we are at reflection time uh 
And so we got a, we got a good quote today here. And I'm curious your thoughts on this quote. And we'll see. We'll see what you think here. This one is, when life is good, you are happy. When you are happy, life is good. Knowing the difference is key. You want to you want to read that one again? Because there's a, yeah, if a, you would, it, it is a play would. on words here. When life is good, you are happy. When you are happy, life is good. Knowing the difference is the key. Yeah, that wow, that is a deep one. Um, I think nailed it. Like for the, I, I go to the coronavirus stuff, and we thought life was good. But that idea of here we're in this new situation and we're trying things that are different than we've ever done and realizing we can like it, it kind of shifts that mindset. It's there's all this bad going on out there, but now we can try new things and have experiences from those new things and be happy about that. And now we've kind of shifted and turned those tables a little bit. I think that's my initial your initial spin i dig it uh for me so again the quote being when life is good you are happy when you're happy life is good knowing the difference is key i think this so goes with like when i found this quote i was like yes because i think it so goes with my sort of general philosophy that it's it's perception it's attitude right attitudes gratitude you know this is all about like you are sort of in control of that happiness and how you perceive the world. So, you know, we can sit here and say like, I wish I was happy because life's good when I'm happy, but like, or we can choose, you know, on some level to be happy. And the more you choose it, the the more you become happy. And then all of a sudden you are happy. You built your own happiness. So I love it. And knowing that difference, knowing that you are in control. Now there's obviously, extenuating circumstances you know that will be sad but I, but on the general we're talking about the general flow of the day people and i think you can you can kind of create your own happiness yeah well uh don thank you so much for being part of well played today thank, thanks for having me it was fun <laughs> love having you on we're gonna have to get you on again i think i love that idea of that re-entry episode that'd be awesome uh, and once again, I'm Michael Matera, and Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. Go check out their website. There's all sorts of other powerful PD-packed podcasts on that channel. And uh, today's a great day to enjoy and play. So get out there and do both. <laughs>